G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 318 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question, it's nice and simple. All you got to do is jump onto the website, trainsmove.com, and don't forget about the cycle challenge. I actually did a bit of work, yeah, go me. You can now actually register and sign up for the cycle challenge. Nice and simple. All you got to do is go to trainsmove.com, and it's up on the homepage there, cycle challenge. Click on that bad boy, have a read of it. If it's something you're interested in, you want to take your cycling to the next level, it's nice and simple. You can actually register, and it's oh, it's, oh, it's super excited. It starts from the first of June. It's not one of those continuous things. Once it's from the first of June, it's definitely going to be chopped off. And I, I haven't made my mind up whether it's going to be a yearly thing, or we'll see. But it's uh, yeah, it's exciting. You don't want to be listening to me talk about how good everyone's going in the cycle challenge and how many gains we've made come August. When you're going, oh man, I should have signed up. It's nice and simple. All you've got to do, get a heap, but just everything's there. So, trainsmove.com. And you may, I'm going to, this isn't triathlon related, but I've got to talk about it because I'm an Australian, an Aussie. And most of the, you awesome people aren't from Australia. Yeah, the, most of the people that listen to the podcast are from the UK, the US, Canada. And so, we, you, you've, if you've been on social media and you follow any Australians or New Zealanders, you would have heard, seen a, most of us talk about Anzac Day. It's probably the most important day in, in Australia and New Zealand, definitely in Australia. And it's probably more important than Australia Day, which is on the 26th of January, the, the day Captain Cook discovered Australia. This is way more important. This is, the, this is to celebrate the troops that fought for Australia on behalf of Australia in the First World War. This is our first time on the grand stage. Well, I've got some numbers here that are wildly interesting to me, and I hope you uh, find these interesting. Check out these numbers. Anzac, you know, standing for Australian and New Zealand forces, 25,000 troops between Australia and New Zealand went to and fought in, Gall- in Gallipoli for fighting the Turkish army. Out of the New Zealand army, they had five, eight and a half thousand troops. 4,000 of them died in Gallipoli. That's almost half. That's crazy. Oh, Australia had 16 and a half thousand troops. 9,000 troops died in... Well, just under 9,000 troops died in Gallipoli and then they rounded it up to 9,000 because, you know, straight after... Retreating from Gallipoli, there was a, a lot more casualties, but that's that's over half. Half the people died. The troops. It was a crazy war. But just add a little bit more information, and I'll I'll actually turn this into a triathlon podcast in a second. The in World War One, the UK and the French and I, they had a lot of troops committed. They only lost ten percent of their troops during World War One, so that that's just gives some content. Now it wasn't a very successful war in Gallipoli. We ended up, you know, the most successful thing that happened during uh, during our stay in Gallipoli was evacuating real quick. That Turkish army was um, pre- pretty strong, and just there was no one winning. It was no man's land. It, someone would blow the whistle. The Australian and New Zealand troops would get up out of the trenches. They'd get mowed down by machine guns. Moments later, the Turkish army would blow, you know, blow a whistle, get up out of the trenches, and they'd get mowed down. It was just a crazy time, but yeah, that's the most important time. So, just to give a little bit more information, every year we have Anzac Day, and right across Australia we have Anzac marches. Now we've time those troops that are marching are dwindling down. The Vietnam vets who take up the bulk of the 
the marches these days. When I was a kid, I used to go and watch, you know, it was the World War One troops get in jeeps and taxis and things going along and everywhere, just 10 deep along the streets of Sydney would be having flags and cheering them all on. And then you'd have the World War Two veterans marching and it was just one giant parade. Well, the tro- they still have the marches today. It's mostly Vietnam vets these days that fill up the bulk of it and past relatives. The, the streets still line up 10 deep in Sydney. Now, I live in Launceston, a little small town. Just the dawn service. So the way it works, you have a dawn service at ridiculously early time in the morning, like 5, 5.30, I forget what time it was. And then you'd have a, a break and then the Anzac March starts at 10.15. Still 4,500 people turn up for the Launceston dawn service just to remember it. Yeah, it's beautiful thing the most important important day of the year in australia so i probably should actually start talking you know triathlon triathlon related so today's question comes from jeremiah uh i've wanted to do i've wanted to run an iron man since december i have a i have the marathon at four and a half hours at 150 half marathon and i love running I can swim a mile, but hardly swim. I basically just just know the stroke. Uh, cycling, I commute seven miles five days a week for about seventy kilometers, seventy miles a week. So that seven miles, so that's just under twelve kilometers. Um, I'm twenty-two. My lung collapsed while I was running two summers ago. Crikey. I have asthma and I want to do a 70.3 in September the 15th, but I have never raced anything. My times are based from training. So, should I sign up and race slash should I expect to finish the race? So, these are all cool things. You're only 22, so you're super young. I would definitely... If, if that's the race you want to do, sign up for it. Um, but I would plan the season based around not having raced anything. Doing a 70.3 is probably not the best... or Probably not the best first triathlon. So what I'd be considering doing is signing up for that and I would sign up for a few local triathlons. I'd probably join your local tri club. I think you'd get a lot out of it. Um, but you're only, see, I keep going back to you're 22 years old, you're super young, it'd be tempting if you're looking at it just for, you know, a bucket list or something like a lot of us do, uh, yeah, you sign up and then just say, all right, well, on this eight weeks out, there's a sprint distance, I'll go and do that, get some experience, and then two weeks after that, there's going to be an Olympic distance, so instead of doing my long bike ride or my long run that day, I'll go, generally most of them are Sunday. So let's say you do your long bike ride on a Saturday. Um, you, you do still do your long bike ride, but go do your um, Olympic distance the next day. Put some extra miles in the legs. The biggest, you've got a couple of hurdles. So I probably should move back a little here. So I keep going back to your only 22. I think you could probably get a lot more speed, strength. Um your cycle all that's real you're committing to work every day around the 12k mark all that's really doing is not a hell of a lot it's just providing a little bit of bit of cardio um you're still going to need to put some a, a long bike ride in 
sometime you're still going to have to um i'd be looking at them as more especially after work as a warm-up for a run you know a nice just ride home and then get home and then do your run session i'd be if you can try and get three swims in and three runs in through the week or two runs in through the weekday that would be ideal based around your commuting to work so and i'd be trying to use your bike as more of a warm-up tool than anything and just extra miles in the legs maybe some skill work um it's not long enough to really do anything of high high quality really you can can, but it's not going to be too much um maybe just you, you could probably pick one day a week where you run to work run home from work or you can ride to work run home the next morning run to work ride home yeah, but play around with it that way as well because they're good they're good miles um i'd be tr- definitely trying to get into the pool at least three days a week drop build it up so you you're swimming at least two kilometers every swim session you also want to make sure your technique is right you, you but you should yeah i'd be it goes back to I know I'm stammering and stuttering here because I'm I'm lacking a little bit of information or there's you've got glimpses here where I can go oh yeah, that's this and that and, but I keep going back to if you're looking long term and this is what I keep going back to and I'm chopping and changing in my head here so I do apologise because this must be poor listening I'd be saying why don't you go do a year of sprint distance the next year go do a year of Olympic distances or sprints and Olympics if you feel you know you're still improving now you're only 22 maybe hang around that sort of distance for a couple of years few years really focus on speed and trying to get some speed up trying to build that base aerobic base up um get all your body used to that constant training that constant pounding get you know your bones and joints get that all hard and used to it then look at maybe doing a 70.3 and then by the time you're 30 stepping up to Ironman should become a lot easier and you're going to be just progressing through the sport a lot quicker I don't know if that's your passion or not if you um, want to look long term that's probably the direction I'd be heading um, I'd be also trying to put you into a few races so you can get some experience um, and, and what you do in training what you're doing in racing it's similar but not you, you're not going to get a 10% watt improvement on your bike and you're not going to get like you know, these massive gains from from race, from a, a half marathon to what you're doing in the normal marathon. But there is gains there, but not a huge amount. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a tough one. Maybe get a training program and train to that, but yeah, I'd be outlining a what your goals are and trying to backdate it from there so let's say you want to do the 70.3 then you go look at your all the local little races in your area right well there's a park run on this day so you don't want to do a hell of a lot of park runs for training for a 70.3 because they're generally on a vital day most people most of us get saturday and sunday off and we want to be putting big miles in for when we're training for a 70.3 and training for an Ironman so Parker you know but just doing one every now and again getting that experience where you're in and around people and you're getting good data from it as well um and you go right well this 
local tri club's got a, a, a sprint distance or a duathlon. I'm going to go in and do that. And I'm, so just plan plan around what what's going on, but try and get as much experience as you can and go into the 70.3 with um, just the concept with all I wanted, you know, you want to finish, but you want to collect as much information as possible um, so you can take that information and work, you know, start building the next goal for instance so you go right well, what did i what am i eating during all this what am i what was my nutrition what's my nutrition like what's my recovery rate like what have i done you know right what have i done wrong what can i improve upon you know and just start focusing all the way through a lot and then and the more you do the more refined the process becomes and there's a lot easier to really dial yourself in to peak performances or to try and peak per per season or so but at your at your age um yeah i'd be i'd really consider going short for a, a, a while and just slowly building it but if if you're dreaming i i'm in and you know and i understand that because i went from being a bit of a weekend warrior on the bike and I had a 24-hour business, so I was going being a weekend warrior on the bike every now and again to, I reckon I can uh, do an Ironman one day, to, yeah, bugger it, I'm going to register for an Ironman, so, train for seven, eight months, but I, I knew I had to swim a lot, I knew I had to cycle a lot, and I knew I had to run a lot, but I've, unfortunately, I didn't have the time to do all three, and I, I went out too hard, too big volume on the run and broke down. That that was the story of my life for the first couple of years until I until I met Alan Pittman. But so you gotta be careful with the with increasing all the volume. You maybe look at doing a few good months at math training. Um it that might be really especially on the run, just slowly build that up. Um Yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of things you, um, a lot of things you can do, but it's you need to do. Come up with that nice, clear path. For, like create that goal and start developing a clean path to it, and things will hopefully become a lot easier once you see exactly where you want to go. And once you have that goal, you can more than welcome to send me another email, and we'll help try and guide you into that big bright hole. I hope that helps. Sorry about umming and ahhing and chopping and changing my mind left, right and centre. I had a lot going through my head then. Uh, if you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com. Till next episode. Hooray.